I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. Okay, on today's episode, we're gonna talk about a term that I cringe when I hear it. I hate to say it is passive income. So when I say that word to you, Lindsay, what does it make you feel like? Uh, um, passive income. When I hear that word, um, I instantly think of a beach. (laughs) Really? When I hear that, that word, I just feel like scam. Hmm. I feel well, you're in an industry that there's a lot of that. The The word is thrown around a lot when we're talking about real estate. Right. And so, yeah, you have a different, uh, you have a different context to what that means and who, whose mouth you have heard that come out of. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a false promise. Yeah. And that it's, it's not, Uh, a lie like there's absolutely passive income it's just how passive is it is just very misleading and so one of the main things that people come to me wanting support help planning around is on how to replace their work income with potentially rental income so investment income and my first question to them always is why do you want to not work? Like, Mm -hmm. is it that you don't want to work? Is it that like a health issue, an energy issue? Is it that you just don't like your job or maybe you just should be working less? Like I really like Disney. And so I've always said my retirement I just want to walk around Disney and pick up garbage. I just want to walk around Disney with a big smile on my face and my white gloves on and show people where they need to be, answer their questions, be in the sunshine. I'm also an extrovert. So like, I want to be around other people. I have no desire to be puttering around a garden, being in my yard. I want to be in the masses. And so um, it also is a personality thing too, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my big question is, when you say you want passive income, what do you think passive income is and why do you want it? It's interesting. I I think that, yeah, people have a, people have a picture of passive income, like me, a beach of like money just dropping from the sky that they don't have to work for. Mm -hmm. Um, And generally that is not the case. Um, don't get me wrong. I met this one guy at a conference one time who make at that point, this was about six years ago, probably at that point, he was making $10,000 a month from a website. And this website, get this, 
this website sold a PDF for $9.99 on how to get your orchid to reflower. Because who has ever bought an orchid and it once the flower dies, you can't get it to reflower. And buying a new orchid is 20, 30, 40, $50. So what do you do? You jump on Google and people are landing on his website. And for $9.99, he'll sell you this like guaranteed plan to make your orchid reflower. <laughs> and he he stands by his advice on your orchid reflowering. Um, but yeah, at that point it was $10,000 a month, totally passive. That is like winning the lottery. Isn't that a wild? Yeah. I've been trying to figure out what my website is going to sell for $9.99 that I never have to think about again. Something that people Google all the time. Um, so that is like, the, that is what people think of when they think of passive income, like doing something once and getting paid for it forever. Um, that is not the case. No, and I promise you, it. he didn't just know the solution to how on how to get your orchid to reflower he didn't just create the pdf create the guide and then it just like took off he probably spent oodles and oodles of time and money trying to figure out how to set up the website then how to get traffic to the website and then follow his metrics i call these kpis your key performance indicators on how to keep up with that trend. So even if you do get a small blip of success, you have to keep changing things to be able to maintain momentum and increase it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So he is like on one end of the scale, right? Even with all of that said, all of that work and whatnot, still the dream. 10 grand a month, go hang out on the beach while your website's making you the money, right? Um, so that's that's the one end of the scale. The, the more reality is passive income is actually reoccurring income with a non-set schedule of tasks. <laughs> yeah. And there's one thing, like one of the best forms of passive income, in my opinion, is dividends. So if you can create a portfolio of stocks that pay you dividends, this could be um, maybe a mutual fund or an ETF or something that pays you dividends that all you had to do was either invest a lump sum or continually like uh, dollar cost averaging into the investment because someone is running that business. Like I, yes, I promote real estate. Yes, I also own rental properties, but it's snowing here right now. And my tenants have already said, "Is when is someone coming to shovel? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, it's not passive. It's, yeah. it, it feels passive until it isn't. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Their rent is that like regular reoccurring income, but your set of tasks like, the snow schedule is all over the place. There's lots of different ways to get passive income. And I do love when somebody's income, like when their budget has some passive income to it. Um, all, most, depending on income levels, uh, parents in Canada at least have a little bit of passive income with your Canada child bone or, uh, benefit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so at least that's a little bit, you know what that feeling is like to get the money and not have to do the hours for it. Uh, I love working on a budget that has some type of passive income outside of work, um, like outside of their job, because there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And often we cannot generate enough income in our work hours to achieve all of our goals. Mm -hmm. um, so what what types of things do you see in real estate investing that is not passive? Like what makes you cringe at the, at the word, especially when we're talking about real estate investing? So when we're talking about owning rental properties, there's nothing passive about them. There's absolutely nothing. Even if you have a property manager, even if you have, um, you're in a joint venture arrangement, which means you're a partner on a, in a, even just a single family home or in a bigger project, because there is no monetary value to be placed on what things are taking up rent in your head. Mm -hmm. The conversations okay. that you have with your partner at home, with the doubt that you have with, was this a smart investment at tax time when you have to get all of those numbers together and organize it and put it into your tax return. Even if you're not preparing your own tax return, you still need to give that to somebody in Absolutely. an organized way. Um, and so that's what, there is nothing passive. The only thing passive is that CRA recognizes it as passive income, but in terms of the actual logistics of you as a human, there's nothing passive about it. Mm -hmm. um, there was nothing passive about you saving for the down payment. Another term that I really cringe at when it comes to real estate investing is when people say, just use other people's money. I, mm -hmm. I use my finger quotes for that, for those who can't see us, but other people's money is a strategy that people can take advantage of if you don't have the deposit or the down payment for your first rental or subsequent rental properties. And there is nothing passive about saving for your first down payment. And if you aren't saving for your first down payment, there's nothing passive about finding other people's money to make that investment. Right. I also want people to respect other people's money and not take it so lightly. Like as somebody who has lent money out in the past, if somebody is marketing as, well, I'm just using other people's money. Well, you're not going to be using my money then. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in lending to somebody who is trying to make other people's money, not their own money. Like I, want this to be a win-win scenario. And if you're taking it lightly that I'm providing you with the down payment and considering it like other people's money, it just doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. No, I can't stand hearing that. I agree. It's not that it's, that the strategy is, is wrong, but it usually comes with some, some type of like, I don't know, arrogance. Arrogance, entitlement. It just makes almost like an ego in a financial transaction where there should be no ego. I don't do my kids homework for them. So I don't need to make your wealth for you. <laughs> no. And like, I want it to be a partnership. I want you to appreciate that we're doing this together. I'm helping you yeah. by providing yeah. you with the funds that you need. Um, and I don't want it to, it just sometimes comes across as, 
well, you don't have the down payment. Don't worry. You can just use other people's money. I use none of my own money. Well, yeah, but the people's money that you have used, like, let's have some respect for that. And let's, you know, honor them and have appreciation for that. It just has this weird, ungrateful kind of. And it's interesting because people in that role, they are doing a great service. Like, by collecting that money to purchase something and like they are doing a a valuable they are a valuable piece to the puzzle um and it diminishes what they're doing Mm -hmm. um you know that same person rather than saying i did it using other people's money or none of my money is in here or something along those lines they could say no i collected investors I found the property, I'm doing this. I'm like, they could talk about all the things that they are doing. Um, And the tasks themselves are the exact same, but the, the air about it is totally different. Yeah. And also like, I have a chart on my, I think it's on my social media, maybe Instagram might be on my Facebook too, but I have a chart where it outlines passive income in terms of the easiest, to the hardest. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's like a scale, like a thermometer yeah. kind of scale, right? Yeah. And on the easiest form of passive income, I put private lending. And the reason I put it as the easiest is because all you have to do, I mean, it's, it's not all you have to do. Nothing is ever just, but you just have to have the money. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. you lend out your money and you're going to be getting your interest only payments for whatever the term of the loan is. Mm-hmm. But before you did that, you had to get the legal agreements. You had to either find a broker that you respect and trust, or you had to find a borrower that you respect and trust. You had to do your due diligence. And then you're going to be getting your passive income for X number of months or X number of years. What happens if you miss a payment? So the, the borrower is short or just forgot or whatever. Um, there's legal action that should be in your agreement that says if you've missed a payment or if you X, Y, Z, this is the penalty. This is the next, right. The next steps. Um, And then you actually have to do those things. And sometimes doing those things isn't just, so now that you've had to meet with your lawyer or do the next step, well, now that comes out of your profit. And that also took X number of minutes, hours, time, stress, energy, and that doesn't feel very passive. When things are going really smooth, everything feels passive. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. And when they're not, they feel extremely not passive. They feel extremely all, all encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to focus on other things because it's taking up rent in your head. And so on one end of the spectrum for passive income, I put, uh, financing so some sort of uh, private lending and on the other side of the spectrum in terms of real estate I put development and that's because um, it's very not passive initially but you get to design the property and the project exactly the way that you want it and then eventually it does become a more passive investment product it's so much more than people realize. Like when you were just talking about the the financing piece and what do you do if somebody uh, misses their payments? Like, well, any landlord, like 
who's had properties for, you know, rentals for a while, they've been in that situation, whether it's a, a late payment or a fully missed rent payment. Um, like that's a real, that's a real thing. Um, for me, the passive income in my life is um, what I refer to as my side hustle. Um, and it's funny, actually, I hadn't thought about this before, but it's the complete opposite of your business strategy in that uh, I used to have, we used to rent a, a suite in our house and I decided I did not want to be a landlord. So I did everything I could to create you know, this quote unquote passive, let's call it other income um, from the suite without having to be a landlord. Um, so I licensed a daycare in our suite and I hired staff. And so we have we have a licensed daycare running in the suite in our house uh, for the past seven years. And when things are going well, like, um, everybody's healthy and all the daycare spots are filled. Um, it's really passive. There's not much for me to do. I do the books. Um, I deal with the licensing body. I talk to the parents. Um, I do everything that is not kid related. And so some months there is nothing kid related and it's totally passive income. And on the other hand, I mean, I am currently in a in a situation where our province is giving all sorts of funding um, to parents, which is awesome. Uh, getting their um, getting their daycare costs down to like ten dollars a day is the goal for all working parents. Um, but in order for us to participate in this program, I got to do a ton of stuff. Um, a ton of stuff, new fire inspections, new um, health inspections, all sorts of paperwork, interviews with these bodies, all of this stuff. Um, lots of conversations with the parents on how this is going to go. So currently, it is anything but passive. Um, and if I tried to work out, you know, my dollar per hour right <laughs> in a in a month like this, like we're down to single dollars or maybe or pennies an hour. Totally. Well, you're, you're paying to work. <laughs> yeah, I am paying to work at this point. Would probably, I will not do that analysis this month. <laughs> I don't want to see that number. Um, and yeah, so it doesn't matter what, you know, industry we're talking about. When it's passive, it's awesome. Um, and when it's not, it's not. You know, we should like recoin it as like passive-ish. <laughs> Yeah. And it's funny because as we're talking, I just got an email from Wellsimple saying that I just got a dividend. So I just got a three cent dividend from one of my stocks, which is like, I went to see if I got that same email, but I got one for Burger King. <laughs> oh dear. So sorry. All right. Back to your email. <laughs> I just got an email that I got a three cent dividend. And so that's enough. Okay. So dividend investing, and we should probably... I have a friend, his name is Mike. He's called the, the Dividend Guy. We should probably have him on our podcast. Yeah, let's do it. He has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to dividend investing. And the reason I like it is because if you can build a dividend paying portfolio and as you're in accumulation mode, you just take the dividends and you keep buying more shares, you can forecast how much do you need in that account where it'll just pay you what you maybe you 
maybe originally you just want to do like a car payment with dividend um, deposits, or maybe uh, it is that you want to replace your whole income, but you can forecast how much stocks balance, what, what do you need in there to be able to have this passive income stream where you can access it? So like right now I'm in accumulation mode where I don't spend any of my dividends. All of my dividends, I just buy more shares. And that's the reason I chose Wealth Simple was because even though I just got three cents, I can buy partial shares. So one of the shares that I want to buy is another dividend paying share, but I, I'm not interested in penny stocks. So I need to buy, let's say once my dividends have accumulated, I need to buy like $5 in just one share, even if the share is like $80. And as you start making these dividend reinvestments, the dividends will now increase. That feels more passive to me than owning a property or running. You're not running the daycare, but like you're running the management of it. Yeah. Um, and plus, like you've now sacrificed space. Absolutely. Yeah. And so although the income is doesn't feel passive now over the long term, it's passive. It's yeah. not ish. It's not the same as just go logging into your well simple or quest trade or whatever um, platform you're using and just yeah. clicking a button and buying so, a share. Yeah. There's always more to it, right? There's always more to it. There's lots of different ways to create additional sources of income. And in Canada, real estate is a wonderful option. And I, I feel like I, say all the time, like, I wish that people realized it wasn't the only option for passive income. Um, you know, I mentioned the the guy selling the PDFs for $9.99, um, mentioned my daycare side hustle business. Um, I also um, have a revenue stream that comes from affiliate links and a revenue stream that comes from activity in my Facebook group. And there's more than just real estate for you know, the, the employees out there listening. Um, and I'm just going to come in and say, if anyone is interested in getting started in real estate, it is a human business. So you mm -hmm. can't come into it just wanting the passive income. You have, I mean, you can come into it, not caring about the uh, human element, but I, I do not support that. We need, we need in Canada, more landlords who are good humans good people yeah yeah you need to think about it like a business where your clients are your tenants and everything should be a win-win and mm -hmm. so if you're getting into real estate for the passive income and just to accumulate doors and you're comfortable with debt and all these things that's great but i would strongly encourage you to um, really care about humans. <laughs> and if you don't, um, please find some other way <laughs> because we need, think about like yeah. your, your children may need somewhere to rent eventually. Would you, you want them to have a landlord who listens to them, who is there for their needs because every Canadian deserves a safe place to live. Such a good point. And, and, 
you know, landlords get this bad rap, right, for being greedy, um, for charging too high a rent, for, you know, all of these different things. Um, and unfortunately, it's the lowest common denominator situation, right? Yeah, there are landlords out there that, yeah, stereotype is true. Mm -hmm. And if we don't encourage good um, like rental practices, then that's going to become more and more of the norm, um, pretty much coast to coast in Canada and all over the States as well. Like we are in like rental crisis, situ mm -hmm. housing crisis situations. Hey, Megan here. I don't mean to interrupt the episode, but I just wanted to pop in and say how grateful Lindsay and I are to have you choose us to be in your earbuds today. If you have a quick second, we will really appreciate you hitting the subscribe and leaving us a five-star review. It really helps us promote our podcast more than you know. Now on to the rest of the episode. It doesn't help if all the landlords are just doing it with their, their calculator to see how rich they can, <laughs> they can get. Realizing there is humans involved, I think is a really um, important piece to the puzzle that I don't hear much in the, you know, in the bigger conversation out there about real estate investing. It's usually just about the numbers, about the rinse and repeat, about the passive income. Yeah, about the accumulation of it, which yeah. is great because if great people are accumulating more, then that means there are more safe, reasonable rental units available. Um, but also like know your limit. And because yeah. once you get to be too busy or too stressed or you have too much on your plate, that's when things start to slip. And that's where you say, you know, I'm not going to go shovel, just figure it out. Or I'm not going to go fix that. I it's, there's no money left in the budget too bad for you. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a fine balance of treating other people that the, the way that you would want to be treated. And I always relate things back to my kids because I feel like I am totally okay saying no to myself. I'm totally okay. Um, depriving myself of things. So I always want to say like, if my child was going through this, how would I want them to be treated? Um, yeah. Because I treat them better, which is it shouldn't be the way it is. But I mean, I'm just gonna be straight up honest that yep. that is, I should be better at that. And I'm it's not. A, it, I think it, uh, it comes with childbirth. <laughs> a wiring. <laughs> Yeah, you give, you have a child and then all of a sudden you come last. You come last. I was making royal icing at 1130 at night last night <laughs> because we are doing uh, a, a baking project today. And instead of, like I hadn't sat down well, all day. I wanted nothing more than to pour my glass of wine and watch like, I don't know, Selling Sunset or something. <laughs> or, or uh, uh, love is blind, or you know, one of these Harry and Meghan, you know, one of one of these things, right? Um, that's all I wanted to do. Luckily, I had no wine, um, so there was less of a pull to my couch to just sit down and watch my show. Um, but uh, I wouldn't 
if it was like, oh, I haven't had time to work out today, I should work out for my own benefit. And for, so I'm healthy. No, not happening. I'm going to watch my show. But when it's my kid who needs this stupid royal icing for tomorrow, oh, no problem. I'll do that till 1130 at night. <laughs> hey, Megan here. I don't mean to interrupt the episode, but I just wanted to pop in and say how grateful Lindsay and I are to have you choose us to be in your earbuds today. If you have a quick second, we will really appreciate you hitting the subscribe and leaving us a five-star review. It really helps us promote our podcast more than you know. Now on to the rest of the episode. So I think as we kind of wrap up this conversation about passive income, it's one of those conversations where it's like, okay, there are many opportunities for passive income. It's finding the right one for you, but also being aware that passive income isn't real. There's always work involved. There's never a uh, uh, slam. I mean, of course there are slam dunks. You could buy a $5 lottery ticket and you're set for life. You could here yep. locally, we have a 50, 50 draw at the hospital every month. And this month it's over a million dollars. I could oh buy that. Gosh. Yeah. I could buy a 50, 50 ticket and become a people in your town to come up with a million dollars and a 50 50 50 so you live nowhere yeah <laughs> i like the generosity of these people yeah well it's because we're, we're the a small community and it's a win-win so yeah. every month i mean every month it doesn't get up to a million dollars but december it's there and yeah. so you give, let's say a hundred dollars, which gives you, I don't know how many tickets you've now given $50 to the hospital that we are the only hospital here for our community. I am a 17 hour drive from Toronto. If we can't get the care that we need here, we need to go to Toronto. And so it's like a win-win. Like we give uh, $50 to the hospital, $50 to somebody who's gonna be a millionaire in our community. That's, like so, that's cool. so amazing. Um, yeah. but there are these like you could I like that passive income. I like that <laughs> passive income too, and I keep trying and I'm happy to do it. So you could create something that you could sell on autopilot. And I say sell on autopilot, but you also have to like be aware of your marketing and sales strategy, which may take months to be able to get a grip on if that's not not something you're trained in. There is real estate, there is getting creative. There's also, you know, your child tax benefit, which maybe isn't something that you've considered as passive income because kids are, are like so expensive. (laughs) And a million dollars. Yeah, they're so expensive and they also like uh, absorb all your energy and are so much work. And so that doesn't feel passive having a child, but the money is (laughs) (laughs) But also, I love the idea of finding something you can do on the side that you would do for free. Agreed. That is where I think the sweet spot is for passive income is doing something that you would do for free. You just happen to get a paycheck for it. Absolutely. I feel the exact same way. People are always talking about side hustles. And while I think they're awesome um, for the busy mom working a job nine to five, um, you know, especially the one with like the jerk for a boss 
and the uh, gossip as the coworker, <laughs> you know, you don't love your work life to think about creating a side hustle just for money. Like, uh, no, I'm already dropping more balls than I'm keeping in the air. You know, um, I can't juggle anymore, but if you can do it and it's fun, oh, I want to teach jazzercise in my retirement years. Well, there you go. And that ah, it's so fast. So fun. I feel like I have a super, I got to capacity and I just kind of ignored it and let it run on autopilot. And then it completely dried up within eight months. No way. Because you have to be in it at least weekly, monthly, just doing the things that you need to do to keep trending. And so it's one of those things where like, I think about things all the time. Like um, one of the ideas, so I, I love TikTok. Okay. I just, Lindsay, you got to get on TikTok. It's like the best thing ever. That's how I learned how to make my orchid flower again was I just watched a TikTok video about it. But is anybody I, else not on TikTok? I, I haven't even figured out Instagram yet, people. So like TikTok is, I feel like my grandma. I'm like, how do I redo the, you know, the, the uh, yeah. clock on my microwave? I can't figure this digital thing out. That's how I feel about TikTok. So as I'm scrolling on TikTok, it's people sharing like amazing things like okay. recipes, craft ideas, kid things, all these yeah. things. I don't do Elf on the Shelf, but cool Elf on the Shelf ideas. And um, this one girl, she was talking about her makeup and I... I'm not great at makeup. And I thought if this person did like a starter kit and just put together, you know, the eyeliner, the um, foundation, the mascara, the, all those things and just said, okay, this is the kit you need. Even if it was just a PDF and on Monday, you're going to do this. Mm. All you got to do just, I'm going to teach you how to do the eyeliner. It's all you're going to do Monday. Tuesday, you're going to do the eyeliner. You're also going to do a little bit of contouring. And this is how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. buy that RB. Yeah. Good call. Like, yeah, they, I think there's ways, right? There's ways. Like, people are so talented and they don't even know it. Like, my son's best friend, his mom's teeth are so white. They're so white. Okay. All of these ideas are really vain. And I'm not a vain person. So, like, please forgive me. But I just, she could create this $9.99 PDF. Yeah. Tell me what your routine is. Is it daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly? What is it that you're doing to get your teeth like that? Yeah. If it's yeah. just genetic, I don't want to hear about it. Okay. <laughs> like, yes, I hear you. Yes. If you have a six pack ab and you don't have a routine and it's just because it's your, your, your genetics, please yeah. don't create it. 999 PDF because you're going you're not going to heaven okay that's there it. there are things that we all do mm -hmm. there's I saw this I saw this thing and it was um it was somebody who um all they do is book reviews mm -hmm. but it's more of like a book like report a little summary and I was like oh you're engaging to watch and now I don't have to read the book. 
Oh, <laughs> interesting. Right? Like you go read the book for me and tell me what's in it. I'm just going to skim it anyways, or I'm going to listen to it while I'm multitasking. I'm not going to absorb hundred percent. So if I get 60% from somebody, like sometimes I'm happy with that. <laughs> and, and they were, um, the, the videos are, were like on YouTube, I guess, probably. And they were free, of course. But guess what was down below? All their affiliate links to the different things that they learned about or, you know, the whatever, whatever the book is about. I mean, it could be about how to clean your house. And then they have a link to like Amazon for a Dyson, right? Like we can get pretty creative with that's the kind of passive income that I think is pretty fun because you're not you're not attached to the outcome. Yeah. And you're good at it anyway. You don't have to learn because that's one of the things that I recommend when people are getting started in real estate is I say, don't be a beginner in everything. Just be a beginner in one thing. So if you know an area like the back of your hand, pick it because Mm -hmm. real estate is going to be new to you. But let's pick an area that you know, inside and out. Or like, that's the problem is if you're really good at getting your orchids to reflower again, mm-hmm. you already have your path of least resistance. And now all you have to do is learn the sales. Okay. But if you don't know how to do your makeup or how to meal prep or how to do all these things, and you're trying to learn both, not only how to generate the income, but also how to do the thing, like that's too much. It is too much. Yeah. And you know what I find often, especially with moms, I don't, it's probably everybody, but they often go to a product, like a, a tangible, like a craft. Like type. a good. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. Like a good. And I do not like that almost ever. Um, because when you actually pull out your receipts and have a look at your, your revenues and your expenses, you're usually not making the money that you think you are um, because it started as a hobby. And so you're going out and buying that yarn anyways. And then you tell yourself, well, if selling these scarves just pays for the yarn, then I get to do the hobby for free. Not a great place to start a business from. We want to do a business to make money. Um, and having it be your area of expertise and your passion is amazing, but we don't just want to cover off our hobbies because when we approach, uh, you know, a business with that, um, mindset, we often do not track our numbers properly. Um, and I love if we can create something digital, if we can create something like reoccurring, right? That's, that's an important piece when we're talking about passive-ish, as my new coined phrase, income, is the fact that it's reoccurring. We need reoccurring income. And finding, yeah, like what do you what do you do? Like this is a conversation I have in my membership and uh, like with my coaching clients a lot because I can't ask them to find more hours in the day. We do talk about how to get a raise or a promotion with where they already are. That's a constant conversation of how to inject more money into their budget. Um, And we also talk about how can we create passive income? Um, You know, I have one client who walks her neighbor's dog 
it's a very small amount of money. It is obviously not passive because she is walking the dog, but she just does it when she walks her dog. She got the code to her neighbor's front door, grabs that dog, and they go out on a walk together. And then she brings the dog home. I can't remember what it is. She She's charging like, I don't know, $15 a walk. Well, a, like a quote unquote dog walking service is like $30 a walk. So it's a total win-win. The neighbor's happy. And she's got an extra, I think it was like $200 a month. And we just paid one specific thing or, or we filled up one of her future you um, bank accounts with that $200 a month. So any way that we can increase our reoccurring income um, it is a good thing. It does not have to be the big, like, let's buy a, you know, if you've ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you finish the book and you're like, oh, I need an apartment block. That is my way to passive income. <laughs> that is not our only option. Um, and one thing that has not been mentioned, um, and I don't even know your your uh, take on it, uh, Megan, but REITs, another way of, you know, passive income in the real estate industry. Um, what are your, do you like REITs? Of yeah. course. I think yeah. they're passive in that, you make the one-time investment and then you get the dividends. If they're a dividend paying one, you get the hopefully appreciation on how that works. Um, but you need to do your due diligence. You can't just go, you know, Google Canadian REITs best one and go, okay, I'm just going to pick that one that that one blogger said was the best one. Um, you need to make sure that when we say REITs were REIT, Estate investment, um, real real estate investment trusts. Yes, and there's different types, and there's ones that are traded on the exchange. There's ones that are privately held. There's all these different um, models, and it's just finding the one that makes the most sense for who you are, but also knowing your risk. Yeah, yeah, we should. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll yeah. dive into that on another episode. We'll talk about like some REITs and some some REITs and some mix. Yeah. And I think also it gives you the exposure. Maybe if like you're trying to get some exposure to real estate, it's a good option, but also like you have to know what you're looking for. And because once you purchase into a REIT, like it's not like buying a share of BMO where if you change your mind, you can just switch it out. It's, it's a, a different strategy altogether. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've talked about so many ideas and I think that um, there's such a range, like you could buy physical buildings, you could buy dividend paying stocks, you could do a something on the side. And I think for those people who are thinking about doing something on the side, I think the best way to find out what your thing is, is to ask your, the people who know you the best. Mm. Because when you don't even know what you do the best, because you think everybody can do this or you think yes. this comes so easily to me that nobody cares there is a reason why there's like a million people that follow that easy clean instagram from i think she's in calgary she's somewhere in alberta i oh. think i'll we'll put the link in the show notes to that one yeah. because people she probably thought that it comes natural this is how you clean your house mm -hmm. 
but every single day she puts something on there, whether it's a product I've never heard of before or a way to clean your stovetop because I have one of those iron grate stovetops that are an absolute nightmare to clean. Um, Even those flat tops are really difficult. So yeah. that there is niches in there that you could really laser in on that you don't even know people struggle with because you're just, it's just something that comes natural. Yeah. 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 It's like, what could you talk about for 10 minutes without any preparation? Or what do people compliment you on all the time? Like, do people compliment, like come into your house and be like, oh my God, your house looks so good or so clean or your floors feel so good. Or this coffee you made is unreal. You know what people compliment me on all the time? Um, The glasses that I'm wearing right now. (laughs) And they always ask me like, how did you pick them out? And like, where did you get them? And how much did they cost? How did you get them? <laughs> such a good deal? So are you telling me I should create a <laughs> on how to pick classes? Yeah, you should. Yeah, should. And like, it's so, and it could be like, well, if your face shape is this or your eye color is this. The other thing that I saw on social, I mean, I could talk about this all day. Maybe I should just show up, but it, shut up. But it's like, there was a thing going yeah, by. If, if listeners aren't interested in this, you should just turn it off now because we're just going to keep talking. <laughs> I know. There was a thing on social media where it was talking about you as a person, this is your color theory or your color something. And you were either spring, summer, winter, or fall. Hmm. And it was based on like your hair color, your skin tone, your eye color. And then it gave you like what color clothes you should buy. That is so, it, and it really does make a big difference. It does. I realized that I am I not um, season specifically, but it was about a year ago that I realized that I'm like a cool color person and I stopped wearing white. I can wear white in the summer when I got a good tan on, but I cannot wear white through the winter. Every picture I see myself with like any kind of pastel or like light or muted color, looks I hate those pictures of myself and so it makes a big difference to realize like what color you are what color Um, you are and like I need to know what color I am because all I wear is black all I wear is black and is that I mean I don't know why I do that it's just like the color I gravitate towards and maybe it's like a also I did wear uniforms in school. So like I also gravitate to super consistency. Like I have a work outfit, a home outfit. Um, so that could be just a bias in me. But if I knew what my color was, it would really help my decision making when I do go to go shopping. Yes. Okay. I went to go and grab a shirt for my kid yesterday and I I realized I really love like a Um, like a rich green or like a royal blue. Those are kind of my favorite clothing colors, the ones that I think look best on me, especially this time of year. Um, And I found a sweater that I liked in the store. I think it was at like Old Navy. Um, I found a sweater that I liked in the store. And rather than spending 10 minutes looking through the pile, they didn't have blue or green. So I kept going. I created this like rule for myself. Like, no, it doesn't matter if you like the style of it. I don't want any more black stuff. I don't like any of the the light colors. Those aren't for me. Um, And so if they don't have blue or green, I'm just going to keep walking. So if anybody listening starts uh, a 
passive-ish um, business income strategy based on anything that we've talked about or any ideas that you have, can you uh, send us a message and let us know? <laughs> we won't ask for any kind of royalty. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we might deserve it, but we would never ask for it. Um, <laughs> there's just so many ideas. I mean, if somebody, simplicity, I think that like busy moms want a step-by-step -step guide to fill in the blank. We want a quick and easy guide to everything in our life. I want a guide to like something that I've created for myself, um, but I would like somebody else to do it because it would probably be, be prettier. And I like looking at pretty things rather than like my chicken scratch, but like a cleaning schedule. How lame, how lame am I? that I get excited talking about a cleaning schedule. Like tell me that in week one, I should do a deep clean of like my kitchen. And in week three, I should do a deep clean of my bathroom, um, like, or day one or day two, like whatever the schedule is. I would love for somebody to say, this is how you keep your house clean in 30 minutes a week. And, you know, some, some type of checklist or, something so if somebody could create that yeah yeah um, and it's interesting you say that there's a girl that I follow on a woman that I follow on TikTok and um I can't think of what her name is her name's Casey Davis Davies Casey something um but that's not her username on TikTok and she's some sort of like expert when it comes to people who are neurodivergent and just keeping um keeping their house tidy, helping them with mental load. And wow. one of her things is she runs her dishwasher every night. It's a decision, even if it's half. I want to do that. Yeah, she runs her dishwasher every night and she calls, she does something in her kitchen every night. She calls it the reset. Um, anyways, I'll put, I'll make sure that that's referenced in the show notes because it, I find it really helpful when people have, and that's the gold in you wanting like the checklist and wow. the planner or like, I, I don't like even deciding. I'm so decision fatigued. I don't like deciding when to run my dishwasher. That's yeah. where I'm at. Well, Sometimes also, that is the straw that breaks my camel's back. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like there's this weird shame or guilt that's embedded in us. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it's from, but it's like, you don't want to be wasteful. And so like, we're going to wait to run that until it's full. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, I have that. My husband has no problem doing a load of laundry. That is I really value resourcefulness. Yes. Efficiency. And just like, if you're going to be doing a load of laundry anyways, I wish you would have told me because now like xyz like I could have thrown in so and so stuff or whatever but like that's that's a me bias anyways I can think of all these side hustles for so many people like people yeah. who are really good like photographers I always think like if you would have given me a starter pack before we booked our session of what mom should wear or what we shouldn't wear like when I, when I first started my business and got hit, yes. <laughs> the photographer told me um, 
she said, and she said this in words. She didn't like deliver something to me, but like I would have totally bought it. I'm just being totally honest. She told me, don't wear any patterns, wear solid colors. And if you think something's too tight, it's not. I can Photoshop, you know, bumps and lumps and things that are too tight. I cannot give you shape when you're wearing something too flowy because you're self-conscious about a bump or a lump. If you're self-conscious about a bump and a lump and you want it gone, I can Photoshop that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those tips. Just all those things. One of my favorite wedding pictures. Um, this was back before Graham had LASIK done on his eyes. He took his glasses off and he has the glasses in his hand in like one of my very favorite wedding photos. And I was like, ah, oh, I really wish that that was a conversation or like that I had known thought about it ahead of time. I mean, when you're planning a wedding, you're thinking about a million things, right? But just that one little thing, um, if you don't intend on having your glasses on in your photo, make sure you have a plan for them. <laughs> make sure you have a pocket or a friend to hold them or a whatever it is. Um, so yeah, a, a guide. Um, do you still have your, uh, you had like a landlord binder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's one of those kind of passive income ideas, right? It's something that you sell passively. Do you still have it? Yeah. So I do sell um, a few different PDFs. I don't make $10,000 a month doing it yet. 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 <laughs> um, but there are like I do have the landlord binder, which is something for all the golds that want to print it out and actually have paper to pen, which I know is something like that I really like doing. But then I also have a landlord bookkeeping digital version, which if you want to use software or free tools like Google Sheets and and uh, things like that, then I have a program for that too. We can, we can put it in the show notes if you are a real estate investor and want some support for that. Um, like the new real estate investors, so much of your focus is on acquiring the property. Mm -hmm. Then you shift to um, it being rentable, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that, you know, fresh coat of paint, full renovation, or just a you know, a, a sweep, whatever that looks like, then you're focused on getting the people in there. Mm -hmm. The last thing that comes is what to do with these receipts. Which mm -hmm. receipts do I need to keep? Like what's important and what's not. And I know, um, like I've had, I've had members and clients buy the, that binder, um, and said that it was so valuable because they didn't know where to start. Um, and so it tells you, you know, what, what to keep. And so, um, that's a really good example of passive income, right? Yeah. Um, and it's something that I created for myself. So yeah. was when I first started, I made my own little binder because I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. then as it got better and better, like as I ran into issues, I added it to my binder yes, totally. and then as I got more rental properties, uh, the binder just wasn't scalable. It was too much paper. So then I had to, I had to move it over to digital using. So I, mean, I, I used a mix of free and paid tools. So I know how to use both. Um, but it's just one of those things where I had to do it for myself. I got really good at it. And it's like, why not? Yeah, absolutely. And I help absolutely. someone else win, win. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
I think that's where most things come from, right? It's it's something like my budget and my my bank account budgeting system and all of like it came from just what I was doing for myself. Um, and then what I was doing one-on-one with clients and turned into, well, why don't I put this out online? So I think everybody has has something. Um, and if it is along those like PDF type lines, um, just getting it up on Etsy and doing some work from your couch at night to, you know, do the, do the right things, um, on, on how to, uh, have your Etsy shop be the one that comes up in the, in the search and and things like that. But that's, yeah, that's like from your couch with a cup of tea or a glass of wine at the end of night kind of work often. Um, if, uh, if that's what you're up for. So, um, you know, I think, I don't know, bottom line is more, uh, more income is better. Um, things that you enjoy doing are great forms of income. Things that, um, you know, are easy and passive-ish and reoccurring is awesome. And uh, don't don't buy into the that dream that is sold. Um, you know, there a lot of the people that are selling that dream don't stick around long enough to service the nightmare. You ever heard that saying, sell the dream, serves the nightmare. Uh, they sell you the dream and then they're, they're out. They don't stick around. They're some kind of like consultant or coach or something. Um, they're not there to, to help you service that nightmare. Um, and if you think that you're getting into like full on passive, when we're talking about real estate, um, there is a nightmare coming for you. <laughs> Most likely. Right. Yes. Yeah. No storm I, is around the corner. Okay. I think that's great. And I think the other thing too, is if you're wanting, I love the idea of adding multiple streams of income, but when it comes to, you know, trying something new, like just focus on one at a time, yeah. like you're really good at that one or um, like, don't try to, I mean, your one might be an orchid reflowering PDF for 10 grand. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry about <laughs> and I hope it. Have to be everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, until next time, we want to hear. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group black is the new red so join us over there head over to facebook type in black is the new red you'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better asking the right questions supporting one another we look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines cheers